Okay, here we are. Uh, it's 48 hours before we uh, head back to Germany. A, reu a reunion tour. So just to get things settled, uh, it's 6.48 in the evening, and it's 98 degrees still, but humidity is 8%. So the, the, the dew point temperature is in the high 20s. So there you go. For those of you people keeping score, I did um, post something on um, Facebook, and one of my fans, so to speak, uh, mentors, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of, it's kind of like, can a fan be a mentor? I think mentors should be fans too, right? And uh, so I'm walking the bud, as I do, 48 hours before. So I'm gonna miss Bud because. Uh, 48 hours from now, we're going to be on a plane to Europe, to London Heathrow, where I just learned they're going to have like a drone protest about a third runway on June 13th, which is fortunately about six days before we actually go back. So my English colleague said, oh, don't worry about it, we'll, it'll all be cleared up by then. So, <coughs> so apparently there's a basically shut down the airport because they're going to fly all these drones where the aircraft land and take off, so that would be a problem, wouldn't it? But yeah, 98 degrees, 8% humidity. I've been doing some dipping in the pool. The water's about 84 degrees. Everything's, you know, it's all about the numbers, man. Right? For all of you, like, if you're a tequila and sun... Tequila? <laughs> if you're a tequila and sunshine, sunshine fan, you know, it's about business, man. It's all about the business. It's all about the numbers, man. So my numbers are humidity, temperatures, water temperature. And there you go. So Bud's uh, getting his evening walk. He wants to go. He's kind of wanting to go. And a little bit of wind, but I think the, I think the acoustics, the sound is good now. Uh, I'm not doing a video right now, but basically I'm, I did put up on Facebook some... The generic, the beginning, the beginning of a walk, which is downhill and uh, looking out into the uh, Indian reservation. So it's just part of my existence. And many of you listeners probably can't relate to Indian reservations. It is what it is. I mean, I, just, I have nothing against it. I think it's kind of cool. Nice big open land for the Indians. Well, I really don't have much to say about that. So. There it is, but uh, we kind of live, if you look in the video, we kind of live in a pretty nice area with the stucco houses with tile roofs and things, some solar panels some places. You saw a Tesla the other day, so we're very, very green-oriented people. <laughs> and, and the desert with our smoking hot temperatures coming up is just a different kind of lifestyle, so... So there you go. Um, I guess I'm inspired by this uh, this weird circumstance the last seven days. I, I, I don't know I'd have to track it back, but there's this woman from Australia. I have no idea. I just caught like a, a few minute video and, um, and engaged with her because she was talking to a German guy. Of course, anything German gets my attention. And uh, She's part of some speaker thing and some German guy too, speaker thing. And, and basically, 
you know, who knows? I might fit in a speaker thing because I, what can I ever shut up? I mean, you know, at least Carrie, her name's Carrie L. Phipps. And uh, she likes to talk to strangers. I, I just like to talk, so. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody listening to this is kind of a stranger, right? So I guess I fit the mold. But uh, Frank's from Hamburg. 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 It's a very interesting city in history, but the whole country has kind of a, a funky thing. So I'm kind of, because I lived there for five years from like 93 to 98, I have my own kind of like experience with Germany and thinking about it. And, and by immersing yourself in another country and just like letting go of your um, past or your own culture, it's, it's kind of a fun thing to do. So I'm really glad I just kind of like let go of my Americanism and just kind of like observed like what do Germans do and and I to the, I still say it there's no way I mean even if I had never left and came back to the U.S. I'd, I'd, I'd never be 100% German I mean I never I just can't figure out their whole history is so rich and deep and there's so much family connections and and the complications of the families and the different wars that took place and all the crap that went on it's just it's a fascinating culture in so many ways and uh, the easiest thing to think about is just to think they're all badasses or something <laughs> but but it's not the case you know it's like a whole distribution that's one of my favorite things right is the dis- there's a whole distribution of people over there and uh, but they're kind of tight too though they're pretty tight distribution Mm. So, the nice thing about not doing the filming and the video is it gives me a hand free to bring a beer along with me. So, I do have a Dos Equis, which Dos Equis I learned my son is, enjoys those. He's, uh, and I looked, it's only 4.2% alcohol, which is like all these IPAs these days are like 6, 7, 8% alcohol. So, you know, this Dos Equis is quite a light beer, but the one problem I have with it is I think there's something else. It's not the alcohol, but there's something else in beer that might give me a headache. So, although you don't have a lot of alcohol, there's something else in the beer that could give you like a headache in the next day. So I'll have to watch the uh, consumption on that. I'm so frickin' analytical, right? But that's what you should love about the podcast, right? Analytics. Analytics. Not not the analytics to try to manipulate somebody to make a decision or something. But just goofy freaking analytics. So, like, for example, right now, Bud has decided to go west. And I don't know why, but this is a different path today. And so, because I've done this walk with Bud so much that I, I kind of just... Let him do his thing, you know. I'm not really, I'm not an intentional dog walker, right? So, like, I'm not intentional. So, if you if you didn't know, but that word intentional really pisses me off. But uh, it's because everybody, everybody wants you to be intentional, you know, be intentional. So, like, like, like a dog trainer would be, like, pissed off at me because, like, oh, well, you're letting the dog decide where he, which direction he wants to go. And I'm like, well... What, why do I care? 
<laughs> he's a dog. He's sniffing around some rocks. He wants to go a different way. He got he, this morning. He went one way. So why not give the dog some variety? You know, do I need to be intentional in my dog walking? You know, and really lean into your dog walks. You know, like if I was trying to like influence you on how to walk a dog, like I'm some kind of like dog walking expert. <laughs> I own this. I own dog walking, man. So, no, I don't. I don't own dog walking. I just do it because he likes it. The dog likes to go for a walk. And he's kind of cool. I, the dog's kind of... Bud's got like a little kind of thing. So, I don't... I guess, am I talking to strangers? I don't know. That's kind of a... Again, a shout-out to Carrie. And... Uh, do talk to strangers. Do. And of course, you know, I pick up on these accents, right? So she's got the Australian thing going. But I, I was, I just asked her today, is like, is she like Irish or something? Because apparently Irish DNA, Irish people never shut up. So, and so she definitely has the UK background. So there you go. As you were. As you do. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of freaky because uh, uh, she actually chimed in and she's like heading to Hamburg on June 6th. So today is the 31st of May. So um, I'll be in Dusseldorf on the 3rd heading towards Berlin. And I'm really excited that we're going to be in um, Dresden for Fingston, which is... Uh, Pentecost so and they rebuilt the church my wife hasn't seen it yet I've seen it once but uh, we walked through the rubble in 1997 and it's like amazing to me how the uh, the Russians didn't like clean up all the rubble from uh, from the bombing of the church in uh, Dresden so they just left a pile of rocks in the city where the church was so when the wall came down, they're like the local Dresden people. I don't know who they were. They're probably amazing people, and they probably have a great story to tell. But they just said, hey, let's, let's rebuild this church now. So they rebuilt the Frauenkirchen. And the, the Germans, as the Germans do, you know, they're like, oh, well, we got these old rocks, and we got computers nowadays in 1997. So, you know, what we should do is, like, to try to like reuse as many of these old stones and boulders when we rebuild the church, which is cool, right? I mean, that sounds like a cool idea, right? So my wife and I walked through Dresden in like 1997-ish, and uh, she really hated this hotel we stayed at. We stayed at a kind of a rinky-dinker hotel in Dresden, but it was like communist block architecture and they just painted some of the rooms or something so it smelled like paint and I just remember like she was really upset about that so we had to move rooms to like a room that wasn't painted and so that was 1997 but that was like a whole pile of rocks and we you know they had a big project to like get the get the church rebuilt by 2008 so like in 2007 we're like less well, nine years in the future that's like forever in the future, right? So it's been done already. And it's a fantastic church. I did have the pleasure of being there in 2015. 
and we're going back and they have a great pipe organ and it's not a huge church but it's just so symbolic to me that I would say it's like in the city square and you can get into the church from any side north, east, west, south north, east, west south north, west East, south, I guess all four covered, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a moving experience. And on Saturday night, we've got the Bach, Bach Cyclus. So it's uh, quite the German uh, composer and music, and not that I'm an expert on any of that stuff, but you know, I I can get into that. And of course the, the church and the organ is just really impressive. So I'm very much looking forward to that. That's I mean, I couldn't have planned it out this way. I mean, I don't think, it just, this the whole thing just kind of fell into place. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And so this Australian gal who's like started in Ireland, went to England, she's heading to Hamburg. Now she's like trying to work her schedule out. And she's, I think she's thinking that maybe she could meet up with me. Like we're, obviously I'm a stranger, but we're, I'm, I'm less of a stranger because of this weird Facebook, LinkedIn, videos and uh, so Frank so Hamburg to to Dresden is about four and a half hour drive but with a train could be quicker and easy and just the German trains are fantastic of course so I don't know I I might meet meet this woman and end up doing a a uh, a live or a video on Facebook with her because she likes to talk to strangers and I would qualify. I would qualify as a stranger. And uh, and that's that. So, die Welt ist klein, as they say. The world is small. So, we'll see if uh, that comes to pass. I, you know, my main thing too is on Sunday, um, my uh, favorite, my German teacher was Ingrid Jarmatz. And she is so, so, I get such a kick out of her. And uh, I've never asked her how old she is or anything or much about her history. But um, like, I don't know if she was born in Berlin or what, but she, she definitely was a commie and was in the Communist Party married to Klaus, who was the professor of literature at Humboldt University, and he lost his job when the wall came down in 89. But um, then she became, she became a, a German teacher for clowns like me that didn't know any German at all. So go from like the top students in German to guys like me. But she calls me, oh, Michael, du bist mein Held, which is Held. It's like my, I'm, I'm her hero for some reason. But it's probably just because I respect her and I express love towards her, and you know I just remember her, right? And and she, I just got the biggest kick out of this lady. She's probably I don't know five foot two, three, and I would, uh, I was just fascinated by the whole working there thing. That we would get on the train, and I could get off at the second stop, but I think I stayed on for like six or seven or eight more stops, just to get like an extra twenty minutes of uh, talking with her as she went to the, the middle of Berlin. So 
I mean, because I, I was just so fascinated by the whole East Germany, uh, Berlin reunification thing. And here I had this person that would tell me about stuff. And we would laugh and stuff. And she, she always spoke to me in German. I don't think she really knows English that well. And she certainly knows Russian better than she knows English. So, but I, she came to uh, Las Vegas a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go see Ingrid. I gotta go see her. So I um, drive up six hours from Phoenix to Vegas just to just to spend a couple hours with her. So she's got uh, Klaus, unfortunately, passed away. So she's got a new boyfriend. <laughs> she's I don't know if she's like 70 or something. So Heinz, Heinz, Heinz is some probably other commie guy. I don't know. I don't know his story much, but uh, so Heinz and Ingrid are together, and uh, I, it just cracks me up. And and so when I was in Vegas, I mean, I was just I can unload on German. Believe it. I mean that's I'm doing this podcast in English, but my German's not too bad. So I, you know, they were probably amazed and they don't correct me and tell me I'm fucking up the language or something. So, I mean, I think for like an hour and a half, I was just rattling on in German with uh, Ingrid and Heinz and stuff. So they, they're in uh, a Coor, which is a, a Coor is a, uh, when, the, when you can go to a doctor and the doctor says, oh, you, you need a couple weeks rest you know you're so stressed out man you are so stressed out so you you need to you need to go to see you need to be taken care of for a couple of weeks so this is the um, social structure of germany and uh i don't even think the english have this system or the french but the germans have these coolers so you the doctor can say well you need to go to a spa city for uh, two weeks and uh, be pampered and your insurance is going to pay for it all. (laughs) So, I mean, as an American, I just kind of cracked up because first of all, I thought, dude, you get six weeks vacation right off the bat. Like, is that not the most wonderful thing? But you can actually get a couple more weeks and have someone pamper you for free if you get a doctor to say, oh, you're so stressed out, man. So, like, that would not fly in the U.S. because it would just, like, number one, this, the vacation systems here suck. It's just, it's just messed up here. So everybody's stressed out. And so they couldn't afford to, like, just send. Well, they, they really should afford it to send everybody off to these coors. But anyways, so here's Ingrid. She's, like, retired. I don't know how she's getting a cure, because like, isn't like every week a cure? <laughs> anyway, and not only is she like getting a cure, it's like not even in Germany, it's over in the Czech Republic. It's like, well, you know, you know, the doctor says I need a cure, so you might as well go like, where, where's the best cures? Well, Czech Republic, you know? So, so somehow there's some money exchange between Germany and the Czech Republic. And, they're going to be on a court. And on this day, on June 9th, she needs to like be back in Berlin for a family get-together. And I'm like, she's like, oh, there's no way that I can't take the time to like divert to Dresden just to say hello. And so I like get on my computer and I look at the map and I go, here's your court. Here's Berlin. And there's two routes to get back to Berlin. 
one is four hours and 18 minutes and the other one's four hours and 19 minutes and the four hours and 19 minutes which is one minute longer goes right by by dresden so that's where i'm going to be and it's like dude you're going to do a tank stella which is a gas station right just stop at a gas station we'll have a cup of coffee i'll say hi you know it's like i don't need to speak for three hours to you okay so just tell heinz we're going to say hi i'll have a couple of minutes with you i'll do a little kelly kelly phipps thing like five minute video with ingrid um, because that's that's what you do man right that's that's what we do so i'm hoping to see ingrid and the other one is like magdeburg it looks like i might be able to pull off magdeburg a couple days earlier which is on the way to berlin to see sylvia vanka so sylvia is probably more my age and she was a commie and um <laughs> I, I get a kick out of her she's got a great linkedin profile and uh she's she's like adopted to the capitalist system like after being a good uh a good communist party member in the east german republic so these these are like fascinating people you can't replace them and so i have to go see them so um and so that's why i'm getting jazzed about going to germany now so this is not for me to go to Germany and just have so many memories and people and things. It's just so rich in, in stories. Hey, bud, we got a car coming. Come on. Come on. So, oh, here's a house being built. That's cool. And uh, so we're in the desert. Bud, what do you want to do now? You're kind of like stuck. Hmm. So the sun is not shining on us, so we're not getting heat pumped into us. It's a bit warm. It's probably like 96, 7, I don't know. Wind's blowing a little bit. and uh, But I had a few dips in the pool, so I'm feeling pretty good. And uh, so we're, we got some grass. This is the real grass, bud found. We got some real grass here. It's got to be watered down. So I think Bud likes walking on that. So yeah, that's Germany and uh, 48 hours. I got to pack a bit. And uh, to me, the technology and the, the video and the phones and the technology and stuff and um, laptops and MacBooks. And yeah, I'll be doing my writing. I'll write some, uh, some of my journaling, which I do every day. And um, maybe, maybe I'll make some progress on this this book I'm doing. So, it's, you know, some of these things, some of the stories, some of the events are gelling for me. They're gelling. So, that's what it is. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, I got... I got three big hearts. I, don't, I think they were big, enlarged hearts, on a Facebook post. I mean, I, I think they were. You, I mean, I think somebody could have done like small hearts, but I got like three big hearts. I don't know what that if that was really big or not. But I'll take that as encouragement. <laughs> so, and, and uh, yeah, I'm coming. Out, I guess I'm coming out of my shell a bit with this whole thing. 
And uh, I would have to say, it's not like my doing. I think there's events happening around me that are kind of directing my my hand, directing my path a bit here. So I gotta have to follow it. And um, so I, I mean, I really don't know what where this is headed. And um, and the weird thing is, like, I'm doing this, like, I'm just sharing from my heart. And it's like, I don't really share, I don't have people that are, that are interacting with me, cheering me on, so to speak. They are indirectly, but there's like, they're like remote, you know? It's like that, not like my local encouragement. So I'm kind of in this weird, like, like, what do you, virtual encouragement from people? You know, virtually encouraged, but not locally. People don't get it. They don't get me. They don't understand me. And uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to come to grips to that. And and I'm not sure that the people listening to this even understand me either. But that's okay. So I got to brand myself. Brand yourself. Brand. You know, marketing. Marketing. So it's not. It is. I am who I am, and everybody's an outlier. So. I'm an outlier in my own way, and uh, mm. and that's kind of strange. I mean, I had some. I'm having more and more observations about things. So, for example, somebody said, "Oh, I thought your what happened at Benchmark, your your company? What happened to your company?" I'm like, well, I, uh, I had to cut expenses, you know, so I'm out. Oh, you know. It's like, well, I don't really have anything for you right now, and then, and then the next day on LinkedIn, I see like five the same person's like, well, oh hey, uh, I'm looking to fill these five positions, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't just yesterday didn't you just tell me you got nothing, and um, a couple of those five positions might work for me, I might be able to make those work, you know, and uh, so it doesn't give me a great feeling of confidence that that person is uh, looking after my own interest or any interest really for me. So it's like, well, I think I'll just ignore that person now because they they don't display any empathy, right? So, I mean, they, they kind of want to know, I, this is where I'm kind of confused because like some people like trying to pump you for, for information. And I've noticed that my wife noticed that too, is that some people... My wife picks on it, picks up on it better than I do, but there's like gossips, I guess, or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's gossips or what, but they like they want to pump you for information, either to make themselves feel good or to take advantage of you, or something. I don't. I don't know. There's like a lot of insincerity out there, and so it's kind of a weird thing, and uh, it's not good. It's not helpful. So. Hmm. But it might be just their own insecurity, their own, their own issues that, that cause them to behave that way, which is, I think, is not very loving, right? You know, not very proactive. And I guess, I don't, I don't know what it is. So I'll just do my thing. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, this person didn't help me get my last job. So why would I think that they would help me get 
the next one. But I'm open to anything. So, and I'm mostly open to 48 hours from now, getting on a plane, sitting in a seat, and uh, raiding the Lada, you know, having some biscuits. And it's pretty amazing technology now. You just get on a plane and uh, takes you across the world in a few hours where it would have been a more arduous journey, right? Arduous. And uh, so I'm really glad that we should be grateful for that or be thankful. And um, it's pretty amazing that we can do that. And what else was I thinking about that? So, <coughs> um, oh yeah. So apparently the Boeing 747 aircraft, which is usually used for long flights, like eight to 12 hours in duration, so going a long way. Um, apparently the 747 has flown 3.2 billion people. So there's only 7 billion people on the planet or something like that. So half the people, in the, this, this one type of airplane, I know there's been several of them, but uh, this one type of airplane has flown that many passengers over, I don't know, was it like 50 or 60 years? So it's pretty amazing, right? I mean, now, yeah, of course, three point some billion passengers is probably, unique passengers might only be one and a half. Unique passengers, because some people obviously have flown a 747 multiple times in their life. So that probably reduces that down to a billion, maybe, maybe less than a billion unique passengers. I don't know. But it's an amazing airplane with four engines, a big cruiser, baby, massive machine. So we're going to get on that thing and fly. Right, bud? Without you, bud. You ain't coming. And we're going to fly to London Heathrow. And then we're going to get off the plane, walk over to some other terminal or something, and go to Dusseldorf. And then we're going to land in Dusseldorf. And we just heard that Maria Gossa, who's married to an Italian redhead dude, there's very few... Italian redhead dudes, but Giovanni. Giovanni's from the northern part of Italy, and he is a bee professor. He studies bees, and he spent some time in Riverside, California, at the uh, University of Riverside as a bee professor. He knows a lot about bees. He's a, a bee subject matter expert. Cool guy. And Felicia. Felicia, who was probably like, I don't know, three years old when they were here in Riverside. So he's probably like 19 or 20 now. So Felicia is coming. And, and uh, Giovanni and uh, Maria uh, were living in Berlin as well for a while. So I think, I, think, I think Giovanni may have gotten his Ph.D. from the Technical University of Berlin. And our, the relationship is Maria's mother is my wife's mother's sister, so cousins, so they're cousins. So Maria Goza, and they live in, by Lake Constance now. And uh, Giovanni's a bee, a bee man, he loves the bees.
studies the bees. And he probably can tell us all kinds of things about the bees. So we're going to stay there in Dusseldorf, hopefully see the Uriga pub, and Stefan, who's, uh, so now we got another family, a German family, Stefan and uh, Frank. Frank's going to be in Munich. We'll pick him up later. So we'll do that, get on the road, go to Magdeburg, um, go to Wittenberg, see Martin Luther's place, uh, then um, drop off the wife in Berlin, do some, she'll, she can do stuff in Berlin. We'll go to see Rocket Town up in northern Germany, stop back in Ravensburg concentration camp on the way back, and uh, get into Berlin, see some stuff in Berlin, hang out in Berlin, maybe I'll see some of my former colleagues at the Triebwerk Fabrik. And then head down to Dresden for Finkston, then Nuremberg, Munich, Neuschwanstein, Paris, or Strasbourg, Paris, back to Frankfurt for some coffee roasting. Thomas, who roasts coffee for Angela Merkel. Oh, we're just so famous. We're just such a famous family here, walking dogs in Phoenix, you know. Is that sarcastic? I guess it's sarcastic. <laughs> and, and yeah, so Thomas Schultz roasts coffee for Angela Merkel. And we love Angela. So I, hopefully in Berlin, I don't know if the uh, ambassador, Richard Grinnell, I, I, I may have driven him crazy on Twitter, but he, he, was, he was interacting with me. And I can't figure out if he's going to like recommend or give me a name of somebody to stop by at the American Embassy in Berlin. I, and in fact, he's been the ambassador for a couple of years now, and I'm thinking, well, why doesn't he like find his successor? So you could be listening to the next German ambassador of the United States. So I, and in really, in many ways, I'm highly qualified because usually the ambassadors don't do a lot for the country, but shoot, I could help create a $10 billion industry for these guys. So, you know, corporate jet engines. Yeah. So why shouldn't I be the ambassador for Germany, huh? So that's Richard Grinnell. I'm kind of working him over. And uh, we'll see if he buys my shtick. But that's okay. I don't, if he doesn't buy my shtick, there's 7 billion people on the planet. So maybe my shtick needs to be something else. So. Right, bud? You're getting warm, bud, and you're kind of worn out. So it's still light out here at least, but it's not. the sun's not out. And so we're not roasting. So tomorrow, Oma, Oma means, Oma is grandmother in German, so Oma Maggie's coming over. And Oma Maggie's gonna look after Bud for two weeks, Bud, you don't even know it. We're leaving you, Bud. But Bud's, Bud's not gonna get walked by me anyway, so Oma will, Oma's gonna take you, Bud. And uh, so I, I probably have like two or three more walks left in me bud and then then we're heading out so that's it bud
you're going to have somebody else walking you. And uh, probably be Oma, maybe AJ will come over and walk the bud. But yeah, we're uh, we're winding down to the the German trip, and you know most people just do you know they they go through the same experiences that I'm going through right now. It's just they don't podcast about it. <laughs> so so all of my thoughts in the last 20 minutes or so. It's everybody has the same thoughts. It's just they don't podcast it. So that this is. I mean, philosophically, I'm like, why do I do this podcast? I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not selling anything. I'm not, maybe I'm building a brand of just like, I don't know what this brand is, but it's probably authenticity. So like the brand of authenticity. So I'm just sharing my thoughts with you because you might do the same. I mean, my wife's starting to get a little stressed. 48 hours, pack everything, do we have everything? Do we have it, do we have it, do we have it? And I'm like, some of the stuff we're buying now is like eight bucks, you know? And the things that are like eight bucks, it's like, even if you had to buy them for 10 bucks, it's like, why stress on them, right? So we get over there and we need to buy something, boom, we'll buy it. Yeah, we don't want to spend time doing it because we don't have as much time, but we don't have to stress on it either, so. Mm. And the journey needs to be the joy. So I, I'm just, I'm already imagining sitting in my seat for 11 hours and having some free drinks and some wine, maybe some food till 10 o'clock at night. And then maybe like chilling out, listening to some music, some good jazz or something, some Beatles, whatever. And just settling in for four to six hours of sleep and then wake up and walk around, raid the larder, get some biscuits, land in Heathrow, get over to Dusseldorf. Well, land in Heathrow and then change planes and then get to Dusseldorf. And um, give Maria and Felicia, Felicia will be like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> and his mom will say, Oh, the, when you were like six years old or five, you're four, you were living in Riverside and these people came to see you. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but he's got such a great Italian name, right? Felicia. Felicia. So it's a different mentality. It's a good one. America, in, uh, in many respects, is not the best. Right. Sorry to bust your bubble for you podcast listeners. The general theme that comes out everywhere is like we're the freaking awesomest country in the world. But there are in some ways we're not. So um but I mean it doesn't mean you can't make this country great for yourself. I mean this is where that entrepreneurial ownership, own your stuff comes in. It's like take care of yourself a bit. Um, love people is always better, right? And uh, figure out what you're really good at. So the, probably the best thing about America is you can probably exploit your gifts 
whatever you're really good at, you can probably exploit those gifts really well here more than any other place. Um, but we, we, there's a tendency to politicize crap and say like, well, we're America, we're the best. But the Germans got some good stuff, the French, of course, English even, and the English are like really in a bad, bad position right now with this Brexit fiasco. And I, and I really don't understand it because I mean, I'm glad I know a couple English guys, but you know, it's so out of line for me to comment because I really don't know what the best way forward is for them. And it'd be pretty arrogant for me to like think, I know. I mean, I kind of get a kick out of the Brexit because there's some weird crap going on. And even in some respects, Germany's kind of screwed up. But that's not my that's not my thing, right? It's like tequila and sunshine said, what's mine to do? And what's mine to do is not to have a political solution for those people because it's not my bag, man. It's not my thing. So I uh, wish them well. And uh, more than likely, every one of us gets stressed out over political crap that has nothing, really has nothing to do. So like, I'm kind of feeling pretty good right now, but it's, if I said so, it'd be mostly because the economy's good and the unemployment here is low and we can't find people to work even though I was laid off from my job so I can get bitter about it and be ticked or I can just say well I don't fit in that and you know all of us are going to move on to something else and maybe something better's out there you know so I'm hoping to to find a better path at this point and uh, I think that's a good thing so who's my audience? I'm starting to watch this. I joined this little blogging dude guy blog. So it sounds like blogging might be my thing. Share some thoughts. Um, and the message. So, I'm, you know, hopefully the... I may have some fan supporters out there cheering me on, which is great. But it's kind of virtual and it's kind of weird and I kind of hesitate about it the whole thing so I don't know what it is where it's gonna go and I mean and also I'm like American centric right so I mean I'm even more I'm like Arizona centric I'm like looking at these desert landscapes I kind of get a kick out of it I mean we don't have hurricanes we don't have massive floods I mean all we have is like 15 weeks of intense heat around here. Other than that, it's a pretty doggone place to be. And the 15 weeks of intense heat, I mean, it's still not even that bad because it's like you're not getting flooded, you're not getting hurricanes, you're not getting tornadoes. You're just getting like intense heat and you stay inside in air conditioning and you go and jump in the pool and you get through the 15 weeks and doing the math, that's 37 other weeks that are available, which are just awesome, like today. Right, bud? <laughs> walk the bud, give him a good walk, and uh, it's all good. So, um, I am home now, and I think I'm gonna end now.
there was no video today, but if you want to go to Facebook and see the general uh, visuals on what we're doing. I got three air conditioners. One is like on right now, humming away. And uh, yeah, that's it. So Bud is back home. He's in the gate. I'm going to unhook him from his leash. And he's going to be excited. And I don't know if he's going to get in the house or not. Because the door might be closed. But he's going for the, the, the bush. There's some kind of animal in the bush. All right, folks, so it's 48 hours before we head out. And I don't know what what's going to happen in the next 48 hours, right? Obviously. So you all have a great day. And uh, I like my Rob Bell type thing. So grace and peace to everybody. But let's throw in some mercy, too. We all need some mercy, too. So Rob, I'm sure you're, you're down with that, too. And Trace, Trace, Rob Bell's son. He has some good commentary too. Let's quote the Bible. Listen to him. This is my son. Trace, listen to him. <laughs> that's probably that's probably sacrilegious, but what the heck? All right, everybody. We uh, end this moment. Let's keep the love going. All right. Bye bye.